Uh, welcome back into another edition of Prime Sports World. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome into Prime Sports World. I'm, of course, your host, David On Point. Helping right there is my co-host, Mr. T.J. Hopkins. And on today's episode of The Prime, we're going to be talking about the New York Jets as we are in the second half of our season preview uh, specials. Uh, we're talking about every single single team, uh, predicting the record, talking about their offseason, uh, just talking about their season in general. Uh, this is the New York Jets. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast as we have previewed uh, every team from the uh, from the north on both sides and from the south on both sides now. Uh, and now we're into the east and the west. Um, but talking about the Jets, uh, TJ, a lot of change uh, for the Jets, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, Zach Wilson um, still on the team, but no longer the starter. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, now the new sheriff in town, quote-unquote. Um, kind of like kind of a lot to talk about when it comes to the New York Jets, uh, a team that probably had a better quarterback play last season would have been a playoff team. I know would have been they, they are a playoff team with better quarterback play. I mean they uh, lost they lost the game they lost the game last year where they didn't give up a single touchdown. That's tough. Yeah, and and in the last few seconds. Yeah, and they were seven and three at one point last season, and then basically didn't win another game the rest of the season, the rest of the way through. Uh, I think things will definitely be different with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. Let's talk about it. Moving on, let's talk about their storylines. First, uh, first major storyline. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers, uh, now the quarterback of the New York Jets, as they traded for him in the offseason. Here's the trade: um, Aaron Rodgers obviously went to the Jets along with the 2023 first-round pick, number 15, uh, and then they got a fifth-round pick uh, to the Jets. And in return, uh, New York sent the 13th pick, a 2023 second-round pick, which was 42 overall. Uh, a 2023 sixth-round pick, uh, which is number 207, a conditional second-round pick. That be- can become a first. Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the plays this season, uh, which I imagine he will. Um, so I imagine a Green Bay is going to get a second, another first-round pick out of this, uh, unless things just go horribly, horribly wrong for Aaron Rodgers while he's in New York, and he may not play 65% of the snaps. Uh, but let's just talk about expectations. Right. Um before we actually talk about the offensive line, but this is a this is a team that has some nice players on the skill position. I mean, McCall Hardman, Elrod Lazard came over, uh, Garrett Wilson. They got Brees Hall coming mm-hmm. off of uh, his uh, torn ACL. Uh, Michael Carter still a good football player. Uh, Zovan Knight played a little bit last season, was productive uh, at the running back position for this team. Um, mm-hmm. What are we expecting out of Aaron Rodgers as a member of the New York Jets and this offense? This this Super Bowl a bust. Like when you get that when you get that guy that caliber of a guy, it's Super Bowl of us. Like it's all we heard, all we've been hearing is what you said at the beginning. Better quarterback play. They're they're a Super Bowl team. They're a playoff team. Well, they got the better quarterback. The better quarterback play is coming. So, I just need them to you know keep that same energy, and also understand that. This is for the other parts. This is for the Garrett Wilsons and everybody like Alan Lazard and them. Like they know, they know what it is. Like, hey, if we come up short, they're not gonna blame him. No, oh. uh, the, the the blame will be squarely on the shoulders of the others. Uh, Garrett <laughs> Wilson, Alan much. Lazard, Mikkel Hardman, Tyler Conklin, uh, C.J. Uzoma, uh, Corey Davis, who's still on the Randall Cobb. I mean, who's no no stranger to getting the brunt of this blame. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, like they blame like how it is. Like they come up short, they ain't gonna blame him. Like they gonna blame, like they gonna blame everybody else because they gonna look at it like, all right, we did all of this, and it's like it it could go the other way. Like again, New York media is relentless. They they are gonna come after him. They are not gonna. Yeah, like, I, I don't imagine Aaron Rodgers will get away with doing these passive aggressive press conferences and stuff like that in New York, like the way he got away with it in Green Bay. Exactly. <laughs> like not yeah. practicing with your teammates, going out in the desert and doing whatever Aaron Rodgers does in the desert. Like, I don't believe that'll fly in New York. Hold on one second. Go ahead. <laughs> what are you doing? Did you not? Uh, his, his cat is giving him the flux right now. But, yeah, it's... <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, it, it, it's it's what it is. Uh, I I know they I know they feel some type of way about being on hard knocks. They're 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 on hard knocks this year. Um, they didn't want it. I know Robert Sala said he didn't want it. Um, you don't. I I I don't get it. Like it's just 
Uh, yeah, and they're also extremely restricting uh, the access that HBO is going to get, unlike any other team that's been on hit Hard Knocks before. See, that's that that that's the issue. Like, if I, I got to be honest with you, I, I got to be, be honest with you, they should just straight cancel Hard Knocks. I just don't think it's value. Like, I, last season's episode, like, last season was not all that good. Wait, who was it? Detroit was Detroit yeah. last year. No, I think no. Detroit was two years ago. Because like you know they got two now they got the one I know do, the mid season one the, the they got the mid season was, was it Denver oh it was no, it was Detroit it was, last season I think it was Arizona yeah Arizona that's correct they were in the mid season yeah and I I if you're worried about hard knocks and the cameras and if you, if you label that as a distraction that says more about you and your franchise than it does about hard knocks because they're only there for what a month maybe two to to film this it's nothing so if you're worried about that being a distraction that says a lot about how you run things and how you handle things yeah so i would focus i wouldn't even just focus on that like they're just sit the guys down a they're coming they're gonna be here not not to mention it's not (laughs) like there are not cameras at your practice anyways anyway like media outlets are covering your practice. Like I know there are some of it that's closed to practice, but the fact that like you're worried about this, man. Justin Herbert just got paid a couple hours ago too. Oh, wow, I did not. Yes, he did. <laughs> wow. Okay, I didn't see that coming. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know talking about the back to the Jets and back to Aaron Rodgers, like you know, you know having a mediocre season next season, like 3,600 yards of passing, like 12, 12 interceptions, most interceptions he's thrown since 2010. Um, that's just not going to fly in New York. Like you throwing through 26 touchdowns, the least amount he's thrown since 2018. Um, you know, I, I just think that's, that's not going to be acceptable here. Uh, as we watch the New York jets, like they're going to have to go as Aaron Rodgers carries them. And we'll talk about the next topic here in a second, but like they're, uh, they're, there's the skill, the skill positions, like the skill position players on this team are pretty solid. Yeah, they are. Like you're chasing, you've been chasing Joe Namath since 67. Uh, you've been chasing that ghost, right? Uh, you've and if he wins the Super Bowl with the New York Jets, he automatically surpasses Joe Namath in in Jets lore. And like it's, he becomes the best quarterback in Jets history. <laughs> all, all that good stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, he, I don't think it would take that much for him to be the best quarterback in Jets history. Let's not let's not pretend like. Joe Namath had like these amazing gaudy numbers. Like he kind of outside I, of that one, outside of that Super Bowl guarantee. Like, and I, no, and I, I understand that, but at the same time, that's that's all they got. You, you feel me? Like that's literally yeah. all they got. <laughs> so, so Mark Jackson it, got to be the highest paid quarterback for like less than a month. That's, okay, that's, that's how it goes. <laughs> like, like that's how that's how it goes. But the issue isn't he's the amount of time he was the highest paid quarterback. The issue is there was no argument about giving Justin Herbert yeah. his money. Yep, 100%. Uh, back to the I, we'll, we'll talk about the Chargers when we get to their show. I, I got to, I didn't realize that it was a thing. I, I hadn't been checking my news filter. Uh, so I, I got a little distracted there on that, that story broke. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, this is a skill position. They got some pretty solid players on the outside. Uh, he got a pretty good running game uh, with Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Expected him to be back. This is just like like Aaron Rodgers. Like this is kind of what you wanted. You want to be in big market. You want to be in a team that has quote unquote weapons that you didn't have in Green Bay. Like you have them now. So there's not gonna be any excuses out of the Green out of the Aaron Rodgers camp either. Um, you can't no longer say like, hey, this team didn't do this, did that. Like the Jets have kind of bent over backwards to put you in a good situation. And on top of that, bring in all your all your friends, like all your buddies. Like Adrian Amos is on this team. You got Al Lazar, your number one receiver from the year before. You got Randall Cobb, who's been you know, your best friend, I guess. Like best friend. Yeah, like the Bears killer, basically since you got into the NFL. Like, all right, so it's time, Aaron Rodgers. Let's, let's see what you got at quarterback. Uh, my expectations for him uh, as season one to talk about, expect him to throw for over 4,000 yards. Uh, I think he, 4,500 is not unrealistic, even though he's never done that in his career. Um, the most passing yards he ever had was uh, 4,400 yards in 2018. Uh, season where he went 25 and two, I think he won the MVP that year, but I could be wrong. Um, I expect him to throw over 40 touchdowns, and I expect him to have his picks under under seven. That sounds about. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. Like it, it, it does. 
from there, let's talk about the second storyline when it comes to the New York Jets. This offensive line uh, wasn't all that good of a unit last season. Uh, Kai Becton cannot stay healthy. Uh, Lakin Tomlinson, Connor McGovern, and Elijah Vera Tucker are pretty solid pieces there in the middle. And then they got another That's question over there, Dwayne Brown, uh, who they dusted off off retirement last season. Uh, still on this team, unless he may have retired, but I don't think so. Uh, no, he's still there. The tackle positions on both sides are really where the question marks start. And Bakai Becton, can he stay healthy? Dwayne Brown, can you can you feed off Father Time? I think he's pushing forty. If he isn't forty already, um, he's only thirty-seven. He'll be forty next. He'll be thirty-eight next month. Okay. Can the offensive line? Oh, I mean, yeah. Until they until they find a front that works. Uh, that works consistently, yeah. Like you, you said it. Makai Becton hasn't stayed healthy. Dwayne Brown is on the wrong side of the Father Time battle, right? Father Time's undefeated. We say that all the time. Father Time is undefeated. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker is coming off injury, right? So yeah, how he is. <laughs> so I mean, he, he was, he was, he, he was incredibly good before he got hurt last season and it kind of coincided with the fall apart of the New York Jets last season. If Elijah Vera Tucker gets hurt, the Jets fall apart. All right, the last thing you need if you're Aaron Rodgers is a faulty offensive line. Right? You're not you're not young anymore. You're not that you're not the spring chicken. Your mobility isn't what it used to be. So ex- if protection breaks down for Aaron Rodgers, expect the Tom Brady thing. Like, hey, just go down. <laughs> Don't yeah, fight. Go, yeah, without uh, <laughs> just, he, played one game, he played one game uh, in 2021. Uh, it doesn't look like he played a single game last season. Mm. Yeah, that's tough. It's tough. I mean, this guy was a top 10 pick uh, when they drafted him, expecting him to be – Oh, top, sorry, 11th pick overall in 2020 when uh, the Jets took him. Uh, you know, a mammoth human being, 6'7", 363 pounds. You know, he performed out of his mind at the Combine. He just hasn't been able to stay to get, be healthy to really put it all together. Um, and the season, the play that he got injured last year or two years ago was on Zach Wilson's first touchdown pass. Uh, so mm-hmm. I guess it's a good thing he didn't work out because every time you're going to watch Zach Wilson's first touchdown ever as a pro, you're also going to see Bakai Becton have a nasty injury during that play that basically cost him two years. Uh, that was kind of the ish. That was kind of the the worry with Makai Becton. Like we saw this, like you said, we saw this mammoth human being in Makai Becton, and it's like, yo, you, most left tackles aren't that like aren't that big. Like Makai Becton coming into the league was damn near four hundred. Like he was pretty close to it. Yeah. And and it's like that was the worry. Like, hey, if he gets hurt, what's the timetable? Like, especially like um depending on the uh severity of the injury. And like you said, like he, he had an injury where it's cost him basically two years of his career. Yep. It is what it is. I mean, I hate to sound like unsympathetic but hey it, it is what it is that's the nature of the game and as we know this at the same time it's a game it's a business these teams can be ruthless and they not finna wait for him like if they got if they got to move off him they will in a heartbeat 100%. I think they're already making those plans. Like, uh, you know, they, you know, they address, I think they're, if they hadn't had to flip picks with the Green Bay Packers in this year's draft, I think they would have addressed it. I think they would have taken, you know, Broderick Jones or somebody at the offensive tackle position to basically replace Bakai Becton. Him. They're basically, they're basically hoping that he can stay healthy because their backup in Billy Turner is, a, is an okay football player, uh, but he's kind of been a journeyman. And we kind of know what Billy Turner is at this point. He's nothing really special. He, he's a serviceable left tackle in the NFL. And at the right same back. time, like you said, and you said it, like you you want guys for the future, not for the past. And it sucks because like you you were hoping Makai Becton would be that. You were hoping Makai Becton and Zach Wilson would be that that linchpin duo for the next 10 twelve, years. right, decade plus. 
Um, I don't know why they picked Zach Wilson over Justin Fields, but that's a conversation for another day. Uh, <laughs> 100% a conversation for another day. But I, I think if there is something, like we're talking about this offense, I think when there is something that gives you a little bit of pause, it's for sure the offensive line. It's sure these these two tackles. Kai Becton, Dwayne Brown. Like, can Dwayne Brown continue to defy father time? And can Kai Becton stay healthy? And if there's a scenario where the Jets kind of don't meet expectations, it's probably going to be because of this offensive line and not playing up to snuff when it comes mm-hmm. to the New York Jets. Uh, yeah. Moving on from the offense, let's talk about their defense a little bit. A team that a unit that basically carried them last season. Uh, you know, they paid Quentin Williams, uh, made him the highest paid defensive tackle in the NFL in the history of the league. Uh, Sauce Gardner coming into season two. DJ Reed uh, was a really low key underrated free agent signing in the season before. Really good at the cornerback position. Uh, they still have Jordan Whitehead at safety. Got Adrian Amos in free agency. Uh, CJ Mosley still here. Carl Lawson still here. Uh, Quentin Jefferson, they signed for They got Jermaine Johnson, who was a first-round pick last season. Uh, Will McDonald, another guy who was a first-round pick this most recent draft. Uh, we'll talk about him in a couple of minutes. But how good can this defense be? And do, can you see it being a top-five unit? Can I see them being a top-five unit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, obviously, this uh, – what's his name? Sauce Gardner is going to gain a lot of attention. You – and it's warranted, right? Like you, you talk a lot, you back it up, you become a target, right? Um, some of his coverage last year, like for the most part, it, for the for the most part, it was great. Like he was he was real good for a rookie, but there were play there were certain plays against certain teams where it's like, hey, that could have been pi if they if the right ref see it. That's that, that's pi. So he has to. I think for him to be so young, he's already gone. He's already danced that fine line of what I can get away with versus just what's blatant PI. <laughs> uh, I think I mean, this this Jets team finished fourth in points last season. Uh, they finished in fourth in yards allowed last season. They were the third best passing game defense in the NFL. Uh, a little bit worse in rushing. I think they're in the, they're. Bottom, they're they're not in the top ten even, and when it comes to rushing defense, uh, at about I think what is this number fifteen, halfway they're in the middle of the pack when it comes to their rushing defense, uh, but everything else they're in the top five. Yeah, Quentin Williams is a monster. Like he he became the first like he became their first draft pick to sign a second contract with them, in God knows how long. Like it's been a long time since a player they drafted signed another contract with them like that's how bad it's been with the jets <laughs> <laughs> like that's how bad it's been like he became their first player to sign a second contract with them and i don't know how long and well, one of, the, one of the things i think they really need to work on if this defense is going to take another step is creating more turnovers uh bottom five in the nfl last season and creating turnovers um only 16 created turnovers, uh, 12 interceptions, and only four fumbles. So this is a team that if they really want, want to sustain, like whatever, whatever we're talking about, point differential, they, their defense needs to create more easy opportunities for their offense. Uh, negative seven turnover to turnover differential last season. Yeah, that, four, that means they, the NFL. Yeah, that means they turned the ball over more than they got turnovers. Um, can they be tough? Yeah, they can be really good. Like you said, like they can be, especially like so. Like now, you got the guy at quarterback. Aaron Rodgers don't turn the ball over nope. at all, like rarely. Right? Aaron, you're more you're more likely to to strip Aaron Rodgers for a fumble than he is to throw it to the other team, and that's if you get to him, and that yeah, and that's I mean, if he doesn't that, that, throw the ball away. Not so much last season. He had some very un Aaron Rodgers like plays last season where he was just throwing it over the middle, making. Not Aaron Rodgers like decisions. Um, yeah, especially yeah. That, that last game against the Lions. It was just like, yo, well, that was kind of like the writings on the wall. It's like, eh, I'm yeah. out of here. <laughs> but I, I think when you talk about the Jets and talk about their defense, yeah, I, I think the expectation should be a top five. Anything less than that would be considered a disappointment, uh, given the skill positions that they have at the, at the defensive side of the football. Um, they, yeah, they got They have to be considered yeah top ten, top ten unit for sure. Top five even potentially. Uh, if they can just get a little more pressure under the quarterback uh, that they did last season, um, pretty low in terms of sacks, 
Uh, and if they can continue to, you know, Sauce Gardner takes another step forward, yeah, this is a defense that could potentially even be the best defense in the NFL next season. Uh, um, I got a little cousin who says um, Sauce Gardner is his favorite corner. And I'm like, yo, that's fine. But I'm like, yo, right, you know my rule. Do it again. Got to do it again, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it again. And you got to do it again and again and again and again and again. Like, that's what makes the greats great. You want to go down as one of the best? The best just don't have, oh, uh, we have a good year, then a not-so-good year, then a bad year, then a good year again. Then, like, no, it's they are consistently good, great, 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 good. Like, yeah, that's what it is. So, hey, that's the standard he set for himself. <laughs> uh, moving on from their storylines, let's talk a little bit about their draft. Uh, I would say the pick swap with the Green Bay Packers, they took Will McDonald. The fourth, the edge rusher out of Iowa State. Uh, in round two, they took Joe Tittman, center out of Wisconsin. Uh, I actually met him because he, he's from Fort Wayne. Uh, I don't remember which high school he went to in Fort Wayne, but he stopped in our newsroom uh, before the draft. He is a mammoth human being, center out of Wisconsin. Uh, could not have been nicer, though. Uh, round four, uh, they took Carter Warren, offensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. Uh, they took a running back out of Pittsburgh. I'm not really sure how to pronounce that last name, so I'm not going to try. Uh, Zaire Barnes, life tackle out of Western Michigan. Mac represent, baby. Uh, and then Bernard Converse, defensive back out of LSU. And then Zach Kuntz, uh, tight end out of Old Dominion. Um, but I think a lot, of the, a lot of the conversation is going to come with this first-round first, first round pick, uh, taking Will McDonald the fourth, uh, seen as a reach uh, where they took him. Um, I think they could have gotten him later, and I still think that they needed to address their offensive line. Um, but with a lot of the major offensive line prospects being off the board, I don't think you could necessarily reach for an offensive line. I, mean, I just I don't personally think that this was the best pick they could have made, um, especially since last season they took a shot on. You know, they already had a deep position. Carl Lawson's on this team. John Franklin Myers, Jeremy Johnson, Bryce Huff. Like, it's just it wasn't. I don't I don't get it. Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, they went um, depth. They went depth moves at fifteenth overall. Uh, like you said, because like some of those guys are still on the roster. And if one thing we've learned is you, yo, you can never have too much of the premier positions in this league. So, you, in my opinion, you can never have too many linemen. You can never have too many D linemen. You can never have too many receivers. You can never have too many edge rushers. So yeah, I mean, he's 6'4", 245 pounds. He had 33 sacks between 2019 and 2022. Second only to who, TJ, in that time frame? That'll be Will Anderson. You got it. Let's go. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, it's a guy, uh, uh, baseball trade deadline is just, you know, nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing important. Just come on. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think, yeah, he's going to be a closer, but this is a position where he had depth already. I, I would have preferred that they taken an offensive line to address that need um, well, or even another wide receiver to boister <laughs> up, up that part of the league. Um, I don't know. It's going to be one of those, like, if it doesn't end up working out, it's going to be one of those decisions where you're going to have to shake your head a little bit, uh, especially since I don't think the Jets necessarily had to make this trade, like, with this pick swap involved. If I was the Jets, I would have held firm. And been like, yeah, we're not. We're just going to trade you that conditional pick next year, and we'll just we're not we're not flipping a pick with you because New England basically screwed them over completely uh, well, by trading with the Patriots or by trading with the Steelers. Oh, it, at, at that point in time, what you call it? Um, Green Bay had all the leverage. They was like, hey, you got the, we have the guy you want. Yeah, also, I think you're like Aaron Rodgers isn't returning to this team. Like, they're the leverage, neither team I think had leverage, like, in my opinion. Like, they they were both kind of like where he's not going anywhere else, he's not being traded anywhere else. Like, we're not competing against anyone else for his services. He said he wants to go to the Jets. We we don't like, I'm not, I'm not flipping picks with you. I, I don't know. It's just one of those interesting debates where, like, if I was the Jets, I wouldn't have included that pick swap because. That Broderick, they should have taken a Broderick Jones if he had still been there at 13. Um, then, when he wasn't available. Then you probably don't get Aaron Rodgers if you don't include I, that folks. That's just me. I, I, I think they could have still gotten it done. Eventually would have happened. Uh, yeah, Joe Tippman is a mammoth human being. He's 6'6", playing center. Uh, he can realistically play anywhere on the offensive line. Uh, and he basically plays from offensive U, offensive line U in Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin. You know, <laughs> you know, they basically turn out offensive linemen every year. Uh, this is a guy, he, yeah, he played for Bishop Dwanger High School in Fort Wayne, which is one of the schools that I film regularly when I do Highlight Zone for 
uh, Wayne TD here in Fort Wayne. Nice. Yeah, uh, jumps only allowed five jumps pressures in, in 589 pass blocks over two seasons. Five. Five. And we're not going to add like Wisconsin has been, you know, this powerhouse. Like they've been decent. But like when you say, hey, who's going to win the Big Ten? Wisconsin's never a pick. Like it's they. <laughs> I mean, a couple Ooh, years like, ago, for sure, like when they had, you know, Jonathan Taylor. And that's coming up on what, six years Ten now? Years. Yeah. So it's and even then it was like, oh, we stopped Jonathan Taylor, we we win. Yeah. <laughs> like even then, I was like, okay, yeah, just just slow this guy down and we'll be good. Yeah, but uh, Joe Tippmann's a good value pick. He can play all over yeah. the offensive line. He probably probably plays tackle. Um, in the NFL, he's a little bit too tall. Uh, play center at six, six. No, that's that. No, that's fine. Actually, it's it's unusual for a tech, for a center to be that tall. It worked in college. <laughs> it did work in college. That's true. But not everything that works in college works in the NFL. I doubt. I if they can play him at either guard spot along with center, that's a win. So it's it is what it is. Um. Oh, they get, oh, they went back to back pit, pit players in fourth and fifth round. Just notice that. Yeah, so they, yeah, they took an offensive tackle, uh, four year starter out of pit. Uh, it does have some technique issues. Also committed eleven penalties in the last fifteen games as, as a college football player. Eight of those being false starts. Uh, and then he hmm. missed the last nine games with a meniscus injury. Um, he says the injury is one hundred percent. We'll end up seeing. Uh, he worked out for the Jets in the local pro day. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know what to make. I don't really have a lot of tape to even watch on Carter Warner. Uh, the running back out of pit, though, uh, 4440 in the 40 yard dash, uh, 5'10, 216 pounds. Uh, can be just a, a change of pace gadget running back. We'll see if he ends up see, actually seeing the field and being a root, like anything they actually use. Uh, that could be a what you call it, return guy, kick return, punt return, yeah, yeah. spell running back in case you know some of those guys get hurt again. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, he was uh, again. 1,400 yardage yards, uh, six and 20 touchdowns in 2022. He also broke Tony Dorsett's uh, school record for 320 yards rushing in a game against Virginia Tech last season. Virginia Tech. Uh, but, yeah, then they take Zaire Barnes, linebacker, uh, pretty thin position for the New York Jets, so this adds some depth there. Uh, he's 6'1", 233 pounds, 4'5", uh, 4, four in the 40-yard dash, had career 20, 93 tackles in college. In 28 career starts, 4.5 sacks for loss and one sack. That's a coverage guy. I don't know who he covered. He, he, he wasn't. He wasn't even. He wasn't even invited to the combine. He was 20. He'll be 24 when the season starts. Damn. He's a special teamer, probably. Zach Barnes, Zaire Barnes. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably a special teamer. Uh, yeah, and then the kid from LSU at the defensive back, 6'1", 196 pounds, four three nine in the 40, 42 inch vert. Um, he also will be 23 years old by the time the season starts. Uh, probably another special teamers backup contributor. Yeah. Hey, again, you can never have too many. Hey, that's another position you can never have too many of. You can never have too many DBs. Uh, I'm I'm fairly positive Bernard Converse is a good player. It's just you're on an like when you go to a school like LSU, it's like I say it all the time. Like, how do you make yourself stand out from the others? Well, you, he originally started Oklahoma State, and then he he actually was a safety at Oklahoma State as a, uh, and then he transferred to LSU, and then he converted back to LSU. Uh, he been, was all Big Twelve at corner uh, in 2021, though. So, uh, that's, that, that, yeah, that. Uh, and then know, their yeah. final their final pick, uh, Zach Kuntz. Uh, six seven. He also ran the forty yard dash at four five five at six seven. Uh, he's just an absolute dice roll. Like he's either going to be excellent or terrible. There's literally no in between. Probably. It's it's ODU. Old Dominion is like relatively new to the FBS universe. Um, there. I think this year will be their no twenty four twenty twenty four will be their 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 ten year anniversary of joining the FBS. Like they've only been uh, in the FBS yeah, yeah. for years. So yeah, hey. he, he was originally at Penn State, uh, 
and then he transferred ODU in 2021. Uh, had his best season there, 73 catches, 692 yards, and five touchdowns. Um, as a whole, I think their draft is. I, I'm going to give it a solid B. I, I just don't. I don't get the Will McDonald draft pick in the first round. Uh, but I think the rest of their draft, they actually did a pretty solid job. So like, you're fine with everything else. You just didn't like going Will yeah. McDonald at yeah. 15. Yeah. Wish I could go back and see like who was still on the board at 15 for them. All right, so at 15, they could have taken uh, they could have taken another wide receiver uh, as not a single wide receiver had been taken at that point. Uh, no. Um, yeah, so they're, they're not a single wide receiver had been taken at that point. Um, not a, I mean, if they really wanted to get an inside linebacker, Jack Campbell was still on the board. Antoine Harrison was still there. Miles Murphy to give them another edge rushing presence along with Brian Breesey. Uh, Nolan Smith. Uh, there are a lot of guys that could have taken it. Like, basically, all of the wide receivers are still available. I mean, they could have boistered offensive linemen there. Um, there, there are a lot of things they could have done instead of taking Will McDonald the fourth. And I, that's that pick alone is going to drag down this grade a little bit. Well, I, I see. I can see why they didn't go receiver like at all. Like again, you got you got Garrett Wilson, you got Corey Davis, you signed guys in free agency. So in their I mean, mind, they, did, like, they didn't sign. They didn't sign those guys until after the draft. Doesn't matter. They did it. They didn't. They 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 obviously didn't feel the need to go receiver in the draft. Yeah, I mean, they obviously, sure. I mean, sure. They obviously like so. Like conversations had to be had with the guys they signed because the minute the deadline, the minute uh, free agency I mean, opened I, up. I mean, all those I don't know, Hartman, Randall Cobb all signed pretty late in the process. Like it wasn't like they weren't day one signings. Same thing with Adrian Amos. God, dude, they got to make it look good. Get out of here. Uh, but yeah, I'll give them. I'll give them a solid B minus on their draft. They gotta make it look like, oh, we're talking. To, like, I'm going to weigh my options. No one good and damn well. Hey, I'm. I'm going. I'm going to the Jets. I'm. I'm signing with the Jets. Move. So if you had a great third draft uh, before we move on to free agency, uh, B minus. Be nice. That's what I got them at too. Uh, from there, let's talk about their free agency slash roster shakeup. Obviously, the major additions: Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazar, uh, Wes Schweister, uh, who is a guard, uh, gives them some depth at offensive line. Randall Cobb, Adrian Amos is the trifecta of Green Bay Packers. All come with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and then their departures: Nate Herbrig, Sheldon Rankins, and Nathan Shepard. Um, none of those guys you really even care about all that much. Uh, I think the Jets, specific, they got Aaron Rodgers and they gave some guys that like he's comfortable with. I think they actually did a pretty good job with when it comes to roster shakeup. Um, I'm surprised that Zach Wilson's still on this roster, um, but I guess he has no value, so you can't really trade him for anything. Um, but yeah, I would have thought, I would have thought he would be on the move somewhere else. Well, somewhere else, like where? But I, I mean, that's the that's the question, right? Where I, I don't have an answer to that question. Uh, also, George Font, who's been a mediocre right tackle, also has not been re-signed. Quan Alexander, who hasn't been the same player since he tore his Achilles tendon. How old do you think Quan Alexander is, by the way? Uh, 30, 33. He's 28, too? He's younger than I, I, I thought Quan Alexander was a lot older than that. Like, I, it, feels like Quan, it feels like Quan Alexander's been in the NFL for like a really long time. <laughs> wow. That's uh, LaMarcus, LaMarcus Joyner, also another player who hasn't re-signed with any team in the NFL. Um, they did add Billy Turner, who I talked about a little bit in this uh, earlier when we were talking about stuff. Uh, but, yeah, I think as a, as a whole, I mean, they lost Braxton Barrios, Barrios, but when you add what they add already, I don't think that matters as much. Uh, Mike White is no longer on this team either, so we don't have to talk about him as much anymore. Nah. That was talked about enough. Like during the season, where guys, like the guys, just responded, like, and it was blatantly in Zach Wilson's face, like, yo, they, like, they responded better to Mike White in the huddle than they ever did with you. And I think, like, obviously, if you're Robert Sala, you gotta go back to Zach Wilson. At the, I'm talking about last season, you have to go back to him because this was your first overall pick. You, yeah. it, it, it's a terrible look for you. And your GM, if you like a, 
we got we're not gonna give you the reins no more. We're gonna give it to Mike White. Who I don't even know if Mike White was drafted. Like I really don't. I, I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't think he was. Or if he was, he was like a seventh round pick. Um, but yeah, I think when, given the fact that you know you brought in Rodgers, I like what they did in free agency. I I think they did a better job in free agency than they did in the draft. Oh, definitely. 100%. Again, so like you, you brought guys in to make this process easier for Aaron Rodgers, like guys he's comfortable with, guys that know his mannerisms, guys that know what he's about, right? Like Again, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Dave, especially Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb and Aaron Rodgers basically grew up in the NFL together. Like I, I'm pretty sure they're like a year or two apart in terms of when they were drafted. No, um... Not when they were drafted, but like when they started playing together. Because I would, I would, I would, I would guess that as well. Randall Cobb is thirty-two. Uh, he started playing meaningful minutes for the Green Bay Packers in two thousand eleven. Um, right. Okay. So right around the same time with Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers, yeah. no, he, you got keep mind, he sat for three years. Yeah. So yeah. So right around they, they started playing together right around the same time. So I was right. As you usually are. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I I think when you talk about their free agency, I, I know this segment isn't going to be as long as their draft segment. I think this is like a solid A. Oh yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers started playing for Green Bay at the quarterback position in 2008, so he played his first three seasons in the NFL without Randall Cobb. And then, as he got Randall Cobb, his passing yards went up by five, 700 yards in the season that they added Randall Cobb. Because Randall Cobb, uh, what you call it? He he provided an intermediary guy like that. Basically a chain mover. Like, hey, we need yeah, a first. He, guy. he was a per, he was a perfect compliment to Jordy Nelson and Greg Jennings, who they already had on the roster. Yep. And James Jones. And James so. Jones. So let's get into the schedule, my friend. Let's see how things are going to shake out for the Aaron Rodgers-led New York Jets. Uh, first game of the year is a real test. Uh, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, who have Super Bowl aspirations as well. Uh, we'll get to them in a later episode of The Prime. Uh, but Buffalo coming into East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, this game is on Monday Night Football prime time as Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers go head-to-head for the first time as divisional rivals. As divisional? Yeah. Um, I think hmm. – I think I got the just – the, just to start, I think I got the, the Jets going – I'm going to go t- uh, 12 and 5. I think this is one of the five. First game against Buffalo. Yeah, I have them. Yeah, I have them for sure losing this game as well. Uh, look at it, just looking at their schedule. Hold on, let me see. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, Maybe six. I, I I see a couple defenses that could give them hell, but their defense could also give the like the opposing team some hell. I'll I'll agree with you on that. I think I think I think eleven and six is realistic when it comes to New York Jets. Uh, I look at their record. I look at the teams they play. I think that the open night against Buffalo, I think they get swept by Buffalo. I think Buffalo is still, even with Aaron Rodgers at the helm of this New York Jets team, I think Buffalo is still a better football team on paper. Um, I also have them losing to Dallas in Dallas. I, I just think that Dallas is a tough place to play. And Aaron Rodgers, even though he does seem to have Dallas's number, uh, this is not the same Dallas Cowboys team. Uh, I think they Philadelphia Eagles coming to East Rutherford, New Jersey. And I think they get a victory. Boston Scott probably has three touchdowns in that game as he loves playing in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Um, and then I have them losing. Um, I have them losing the other game to Buffalo. Yeah, I have them also losing the Kansas City game as a Kansas City Chief game, uh, as they are now in conference rivals. Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. I have them. Yeah, this that will game also. Well. I think that'll also be the first time they play against each other. Hmm. Like they go head to head because, like the the last time, uh, I think the last time the Packers and the Chiefs played. Jordan Love got the start. That's true. And, I, I wasn't I wasn't sure if they maybe they met one other time prior to this because uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have been winning the division every year and like usually an eight, when you get to play one division riddle from the AFC uh, at least in the new seventeen game schedule. Um, but yeah, I think I think eleven and six, twelve and five is pretty realistic for what I expect out of the New York Jets. Uh, I expect them to sweep New England. I also expect them to sweep Miami. I think there is a scenario 
where maybe they get they get beat one time by Miami. But um, with the unsureness there at the quarterback position for the Miami Dolphins with Tua's health, uh, I also think New England is probably going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this season. I don't think Mac Jones is going to be the answer. We'll talk about him a little bit more on Thursday. Um, but I, the rest of the games, I mean, they, they beat Denver in Denver. Uh, they go to the Jets or to the Giants. They beat them. I think they beat the Chargers home. Uh, they beat the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they beat the Falcons. They beat the Houston Texans. They beat the Commanders. They beat the Miami. And they beat Cleveland and New England to wrap up the season. And I have them at 11-6 and six for the Jets. Yeah, uh, they lose to Buffalo. They beat Dallas. I just don't like what well, I, I just – Mike McCarthy's calling plays now. It's just no. Um, it's it. There's a reason why you were out of the league for a minute, dude. Like it's. It, I mean, it, it was really a, only like one year or two years. You doesn't matter. You are like good guy. A hey, good play callers don't like they don't they don't miss time at all. Um, you lose to the Chiefs. Yeah, you sweep New England. That's yeah, that's two wins right there. You sweep New England. You lose to the Chiefs. You beat Denver. You lose to the Eagles. You beat the Giants. I can see the Chargers beating you because again, bad offensive line, meet good defensive front. They can make his life they can make that life a living hell. Only difference is it's the flip side. They can make Justin Herbert's life a living hell. And we'll get to the Chargers when, when we do that. So I'm leaning charges, but I can. I'm 50 50 on that one. You beat the Raiders. Um, you got the Bills sweeping them, you said? Yeah, yeah. You don't see a split? No. At all? No, no chance. I, I uh, mean, I, I, I obviously I could be wrong, but I, yeah, I just think Buffalo is a better team on paper than this Jets team, especially with the question of the offensive line. Um, and we'll get to the Buffalo Bills question marks in a later episode, but. Um, yeah, I got Buffalo sweeping them, and I also I have them sweeping Miami. I, and I know I've been a homer for Atlanta, but I think they beat Atlanta. Yeah, too. they they uh, they 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 demolish Atlanta. I'm sorry. Um, no, I'm 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 serious. Like all the moves that Atlanta has made, give you The second you started talking smack about Atlanta, you started breaking up. <laughs> you got. Can you hear me yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, I got you. But uh, it's, like, it's, it's just it's, funny when you, you talk smack about the Atlanta Falcons, uh, the internet starts going out. <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't you, be doing that. I mean, hey, they're the ones that got to live with Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke throwing them passes. So, hey, Ty- Taylor six pack of Heineken, Heineke. <laughs> whatever. I'm not even. Why is Houston on the schedule? Um, Washington. Well, they, were the in, they were the worst team in the AFC South, so they get they play a worst place record. Uh, Washington, yeah, that's that's a win. I, Sam Howell, really. Uh, that Cleveland matchup is interesting. That Cleveland matchup is yeah. Cleveland matchup is interesting. I can see that going either way, especially if Deshaun Watson returns to form. And yeah, I, again, I, waffle, I waffled a little bit on mm-hmm. that that game as well, especially since that game is in Cleveland in the dog pound over there. Um, I imagine that'll be potentially for like a wild card spot or seedings in the wild card. Um, that game right there at Cleveland. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I mean, that game's gonna have playoff ramifications. No, like that game's gonna have playoff ramifications. That um, that when that Dolphins, uh, both Dolphins games are gonna have playoff ramifications because we're starting to get to that point in the season. Like that first Dolphins game, it's like. That's when you see teams start to like really pay attention to, all right, this is what this is where we are, this is what we need to do, and you start looking at, you start paying attention at what other, everybody else is doing. Um, I can wholeheartedly see a split with Buffalo. I'm not like that with you. Like, I, I think it goes if they split with Buffalo, they win game one, then they lose the game in Buffalo. I, I just I don't know. I just think that Buffalo's going to be. I, I think just, I just, that's my opinion. I think that Buffalo wins both those games. I can see a scenario oh, where they get fine. beat, where they where they lose one of these games to Miami, um, on the uh, on the side on the flip side of this. But I'm not going to predict that. But yeah, eleven and six. That's how I have the Jets for when the season's all said and done. Uh, I have them not winning the division, but they have them for sure as a wild card. Um, 
Because I still think Buffalo wins the division. I think we'll we'll get to them when we talk about their particular episode, uh, which is probably going to be next week at some point. Um, but I think the Jets at eleven and six. If you finish the season with eleven and six, I, I think you got to take that as a victory uh, for the New York Jets as they try to right the ship and find the quarterback of the future, uh, who is probably just the quarterback of right now for them. Well, uh, 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 again, and Aaron Rodgers has already said that a one season for the Jets will be a disservice. So. You have, you know, for a fact, you have Aaron Rodgers right now, for at least two seasons, this season and next year. Right now, we already I, know I, he. I, I, I literally do not trust anything. That's, that that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying. So like, like, like right now, you have him for two seasons, but we know he like the, he like he he like the flake, like he he swing he swing back and forth in the air like a wind chime. Like, hey, one day he with you, the next day it's, uh, I got decisions, I got choices. Like, bro, what? Like, and like you yeah. said to your, to your point, the New York media is not going to let that fly. It's like, hey, bro, are you playing here or not? Yes or no. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how ends up this ends up shaking out. Uh, thank you very much for joining us here at Prime Sports World. Um, Izzy's going to be doing a Major League Baseball trade deadline episode tomorrow, so keep an eye out for that content. Uh, me and TJ are going to be back here on Thursday doing uh, the both New England Patriots uh, season preview. By the way, if you're a New England Patriots fan, uh, you may want to skip that episode because it may not it may not be a, a most flattering show. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be Patriots. rough. It's going to be real that's rough. It's going to be rough. It's going to be real, uh, real uh, rough. <laughs> and, and, and before we get up out of here, one, shout out to Justin Fields. Crack the top 100 players at number 86. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Couch and Twitter GMs, just so you know, the players vote on the top 100. Not coaches, not media. Players, NFL players vote on the top 100. Man, I used so, to watch, I used to watch that religiously, but I haven't I haven't caught it in the last like two seasons. But I haven't either. And um, again, one and so shout out to Justin Fields, and thoughts and prayers to Bronny James. He suffered a cardiac arrest episode while he was working out yeah. for USC today. And yesterday. you was well, yesterday? Oh, yesterday yeah. or today? It was yesterday, Monday night. Uh, while he was oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I read that. And you insensitive. I'm, I'm gonna try to be like PG. You insensitive sons of talking about some, oh, it's the vaccine. Like, dude, shut up. Have some goddamn compassion. Please. I mean, I mean, a kid's fighting for his life. He's 18 years old. And the first thing you want to think about is a vaccine. Like, it's a vaccine. Yeah. Have some goddamn compassion. It was the same thing when Damar Hamlin, you know, basically died on like, the field. Oh, like, oh it, it's the jab. It was the jab. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. Sons of I mean, it, it, I mean, it could be, it could be a bunch of different issues. Like, we, we, there's no way to really even know. Uh, no, but yeah, man. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, but Thursday, we're going to be doing the Patriots. Friday, we're going to be talking about the state of running backs in the NFL. Um, that is a very interesting debate and a very interesting conversation that I can't wait to have. Um, but yeah, thanks for checking us out. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And TJ, what do we do here at the Prime, my friend? We bring the heat, and I cannot wait for that episode Friday because. Yeah. Saquon Barkley did all that talking and just to sign the deal he got offered. It's just uh, uh, Friday. We'll talk about it on Friday. Uh, but, yeah, Friday. we'll be back here uh, on Thursday breaking down the new good Patriots. You all have a good night and be safe out there. And uh, if you're in one of those areas where the, it's supposed to get, like, over 100 degrees, uh, make sure you're staying indoors and uh, don't take your pets out if you don't have to. Please. And the air quality is going to get bad again. So Yeah. It's supposed to be um, oppressive and muggy. So if you can stay inside, stay inside. Please. Have a good night, man.